This is the Internet Ballers Podcast, episode 35. This is the Internet Ballers Podcast with your host, Michael Pasha, the show for internet entrepreneurs who want to learn how uncertainty and struggle turn into confidence and success. Welcome to the Ballers Circle. Thanks for listening and welcome to the Baller Circle. I'm Michael Pasha, the host of the Internet Ballers Podcast, and today I'm excited to welcome Cassie Parks from Live Your Champagne Life to the Baller Circle. Cassie Parks is a best-selling author, champagne lover, expert level manifester, and lifestyle design coach. Her passion is helping her clients create a life and business they love. So Cassie, I wanted to know, is there anything you want to add to that? Any gaps you want to fill in? Let the baller circle know who Cassie Parks truly is. <laughs> um, I mean, that sums it up a lot. Uh, I can be found, you know, enjoying my balcony in the middle of Denver, performing improv on occasion, um, just hanging out with friends. Those are the things I love. I also have five best-selling books on Amazon. Um, but yeah, the the bio really sums it up. I really just enjoy helping my clients create a life that they love because that's what I've been able to do. And I feel blessed that I've been able to figure that out. And now I want to pass that on. That's awesome. So you're in, so you live in Denver? I do. That's awesome. So I went to Denver for the first time about three months ago. I was driving cross country. Uh, so I live in San Diego. My, uh, I got married in DC and then my wife and I drove cross cross country back out to San Diego. And, uh, the first time I, I came out to California, I took the Southern route through Texas and I was like, I'm never doing that again. So <laughs> <laughs> I've me, driven through Texas. I know why you're never doing that again. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I said, you know, let me let me take a more northern route. And uh, as part of the route, we went through Denver, and it was really nice. And she has a cousin. Uh, my wife has a cousin there, uh, so we, we stayed uh, stayed in Denver, and uh, it was pretty cool. I like Denver a lot. It's really pretty. Awesome. I like I like it a lot too. I also love San Diego. <laughs> San Diego is nice. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I wanted to see, uh, you know, you're you're you have this this journey, uh, going to become this, you know, coach for your clients and, uh, you know, five, uh, selling books you have out there. Uh, you know, I, I want to know what's the journey where'd you come from? What were you doing before you became a coach, before you became a best-selling author? And, uh, and how did you get to where you are today? Um, so I, be- I was, um, working in a corporate job. I was doing, um, a lot of people find it hard to believe that meet me now, but I was doing regulatory um, and a lot of like numbers, accounting type stuff. Um, and so I was in charge of like looking up regulations and making sure our company was like stayed within those, uh, which is very different from what I do now. <laughs> um, <laughs> so and my journey really, you know, I, I always thought I wanted to be a counselor and I started getting my master's and I realized that kind of wasn't what I wanted to do, but I still wanted to be in this field. And so I just started studying different things and really um, evolved into my own sort of coaching method. And then um, when I quit my corporate job, I was able to use the techniques that I used um, to create enough passive income to be able to quit my job and support me to pay my bills while I built my um, coaching practice up. And when I left my job, I really had to figure out, you know, I'd been trying, when I use air quotes when I say that, like I'd been (laughs) trying to build my business for eight years on the side, very unsuccessfully. Hmm. Uh, I spent a lot of money and I really didn't know. um, And I just, I didn't know how to build it. And so when I quit my job, I really had to step into 
and figure out how to become the person who was successful and who did have clients and who was making money. Uh, because all of that was actually new for me from a coaching standpoint. I knew how to do it in corporate. I knew how to do it from real estate investing, but I didn't know how to do it when it came to coaching. Hmm. So that's interesting. So you were brave enough, and this is something that you know I know a lot of people debate on you know wh whether they should just you know quit their jobs and jump out there and just go after their passion because I know some people have the feeling that if you have a safety net you're not really going to do everything you need to do to be successful where then other people uh, are in the camp where they feel like you know it, it's smart to build your business on the side so that you have some sort of stability and you're not you know I, I guess uh, out on the streets that things don't work out so so what what drove you to go the route of quitting your job and then you know trying to build the business up without the certainty of knowing that you had the income to replace your your uh, your current salary. You know, I I did build enough that I knew my bills were paid because I'd actually when I was nineteen I went to work for a financial services company. I quit all my other jobs and it was all sales, and that did not work out very well. <laughs> <laughs> so I had some I had some experience and and I think that there's there's both types of people and I don't think it's a right for each one. I think some people when they have a safety net, they won't push themselves. And I think others of us like me, I need to know like I'm safe and secure and I'm going to always, you know, like I'm going to have a roof over my head and I'm going to be able to eat um, and do a couple fun things. Maybe not everything. Um, but I needed to know that that was all there in order for me to build the successful business. And so, you know, leaving, um, I didn't have as you know I don't I didn't have as much passive income as I did in my job, but I knew that if I didn't I knew I had to get out in order to build my business. So I was able to give myself enough of a cushion, but I also knew not because I wouldn't be driven because I had a safety net, but because there was I didn't have the time and the energy to pour into a business like coaching when I was working sixty hours a week. Right. Right. So how did you get up to speed? So, you know, you were saying before that you were struggling to build this thing on the side. How did you get to a point where you uh, went from, you know, struggling entrepreneur to internet baller? How, what was the turning point? What what did you do? Uh, you know, I use a, 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 a technique called scripting. And it's really just writing or speaking as if what you want has already happened. And a lot of people are familiar with that. And there might be different terms for it. Um, and I really took it to... A super high degree. You know, almost everybody has probably done the ex exercise where it's like write out a goal as if it's already happened. You know, you write it for five minutes um, and maybe you feel something change, maybe you don't. Um, but what I did is I took that and I wrote out, you know, my first program. I decided um, I was going to do my first program, which is now called Manifest 10K. At the time, it was called Money, Money, Money. And what I realized <laughs> is, you know, when I was working, I had developed my certain money mindset and money flew, uh, flowed into my life a certain way and everything was awesome. And even though, like, I did have some stability when I quit my job, like, I noticed that money felt like it was just flying out the door. And I just noticed that I was feeling a little scarcity and a little bit of lack. And I knew enough to know that that wasn't going to lead to good things. And so... Um, I just went back to all the things that I did and I put them together in a program. And as I was writing it, I did it myself. And that's really the reason I did it. I was like, I need to do this program. And I know if I write it and I'm doing it every day as I write it, 
then I'm more likely to do it. So I did that. And as I did that process, I really wrote about how it felt to have all these successful people coming into the program and how they were sending me all these emails about having success and attracting more money into their life and how excited they were. And I wrote about having, you know, people sign up after sign up after sign up come in and having 170 people in this program and and all kinds of things that really put me in the experience and let me know, let me feel ahead of time what it felt like to experience that success that I hadn't felt before. Hmm. I like that. So um, did you did you ever hire a coach yourself? What were the things? And also, and also, you know, you talked before about wasting money on on things. What were, what were the things you wasted money on and what kind of really uh, ended up being the thing that worked out for you? Yeah. So I definitely, I've hired coaches for different things. Um, and when I say wasting money, like I actually don't think it was a waste of money. I got other things out of it, but just programs that may be a speaking program where I wasn't ready. Like I didn't have enough. I wasn't even clear enough about what my business was to take a speaking program because I wasn't, you know, quote unquote, niche down, or I didn't know, you know, I was like, oh, I can talk on 10 topics. And I didn't, <laughs> you know, and I didn't really know how to pick. And, you know, and uh, so I'd hired coaches before and about a year into, I didn't, I hired a coach when I left. Um, basically, I hired a coach that helped me create the home office environment that I wanted. I knew I needed somebody like that. And about a year after uh, quitting my job, I was like, I want to take my business to a new level. And I did hire a mentor. Hmm. And one of the best things she ever said to me was like, I'm like, oh, I do this with money and I have this other loving yourself university and I have this other thing and I want to do this other thing. And she was like, look, you can do all of those. It's just going to take longer or we can get you as quick as possible to your income goal and you can pick one. And um, and she explained why, right? Because you had because it wasn't building one business that did four different things. It was really building four different businesses. Hmm. Um, and so that's enabled me to, you know, her guidance and, and doing more of my own work has really allowed me to like the last year and a half to just double my business and double it again. Hmm. I like that. That's awesome. So let's, yeah. let's talk a little bit about, about your, your book, I know, double your business. So I, yeah. I, uh, you know, I was looking through your site. I, I heard your last podcast episode and I, uh, yeah, I'm kind of curious about this book. What's, what's it about? Awesome. Um, I'm excited about it. It is, it's called Double Your Business, and it's basically about doubling your business without doubling your hours. You know, um, it's, I find a lot of entrepreneurs in this place, and it's the place that I was in um, before I found my mentor, where I was like, okay, I had what I considered a successful year. It wasn't gangbusters my first year out. Uh, it was about nine months into being quit from, you know, having quit my job. And I played a lot because that's what I wanted to do. You know, I did, I wanted to do all the things I didn't get to do when I was working. So I traveled a lot and about nine months in, I was like, okay, this has been fun, but I want to get serious. And, but when I looked at it, I didn't want to give up my time. I didn't want to go back to working 60 hours a week. And so I couldn't see the way to double my business without doubling my hours. And so I started working on what I, I didn't know it would become a process that I would teach people. Um, but I just started, you know, defining what I wanted my goals to be and really setting my income goal higher than most people would say to just go out and set it. You know, my first year as a coach, I made $10,000 and I decided I wanted to grow a business that made half a million dollars. Mm. And I think most people would say, oh, you should, you know, just increase it by five or $10,000. 
Um, but by setting that big income goal, there was a lot of space to grow into. And I had a lot of ways to step into that. And that's really what the book is about, is about going big and going for what you want and not just saying, okay, in a year I'm going to be here, but really where do I want to be in five years? Because it gives you the space to grow and to not have to put that pressure on yourself to do it right now, this month, next month, this year, but really allows you that space to grow into that person who is making that income that you want to make. Hmm, I like that. So what are your different revenue streams? Uh, so I have um, real estate investment income. Mm-hmm. And then uh, in my business, and then my business. Okay, awesome. Yeah, my coaching business, yeah. Awesome. So... Tell, tell us a little bit about how you learn these skills. Um, so I, I know that, you know, you, you alluded to a little bit um, before, but can you talk a little bit more, I guess, specifically, like how you learn the skills, what sort of things you struggle with in the beginning, um, what sort of uh, kind of techniques you use to overcome those struggles, what other people could kind of, uh, how they could replicate that and, and, and help themselves uh, get through those same hurdles? Yeah. So the biggest skill, you know, I learned scripting just by studying different. I've studied the law of attraction for a long time. I've studied, um, you know, I have my master's in counseling. So I have a certain um, degree of how our minds work. Uh, And then I studied um, some other modalities to really shift thoughts and beliefs along the way. And that's what I did. And um, so one of the places that I found I got stuck was that I was always trying to shift limiting beliefs. I was always looking for a problem. Um, you know, when, if, if my business wasn't growing, I was like, well, there's a problem. There's a mindset thing. I have to fix it. Mm-hmm. And I think what the point that I came to and the point that I see my clients come to is that there comes a point where you don't have to fix anything anymore. Um, you have to like grow, you have to step into it. And it's not a matter of fixing what's wrong. It's a matter of growing and expanding yourself. Um, and so if anyone finds themselves in a place where they feel like they're just keep looking for, you know, a problem to fix, (laughs) (laughs) you'll always find a problem to fix, right? We get what we focus on. Hmm. And so you'll always find a reason why it's not working. But what made the difference in my business and allowed me to grow is really to start to step into that person who had the experience that I want. Um, and like I mentioned, I did that through scripting, through getting really getting to know what's the experience like of thinking like, oh my gosh, all these people are signing up for a course. You know, I had over 200 people sign up for that course where before I had never gotten more than two people to sign up for anything that I did. Hmm. Um, and so, but it was really about getting to know that experience. Um, and that was, I think the biggest thing that I had to overcome was that I couldn't grow bigger in my business by fixing things. And also, um, the second thing is really getting absolutely clear on what I wanted, like getting clear. um, You know, one of the things I realized when I was trying to build my business on the side is that I'd actually always wanted to be financially independent. I wanted, you know, to have the option to go to work or to have a business or not to do either. And when I got really clear on that and stopped trying to like build the business to make that happen, to get me out of my job, what I really wanted was to be out of my job. And when I started to focus on that and what does that look like when I don't have to get up and be to work at seven and I don't have to stay till six and I don't have to not like it and feel stressed (laughs) out all day, you know, what does my life look like then? And once I started to focus on that, everything started really lining up from a real estate perspective. Um, to allow me the freedom to quit my job and 
um, then when I, you know, did my coaching business, I did the same thing. Like, what do I really want? What do I want my life to look like? What do I want my relationship with my clients to look like? Who do I want to be helping? How many hours a day do I want to be working? And when I got really clear on that, um, it was able to step into that easier and things just started happening. So at what point did you pivot from student to teacher? How did you, when did you realize I am ready to teach other people? I've learned enough. Mm, that's a great question. Um, when I mastered um, and had huge success with what I was doing. Okay. So when I, you know, the money thing I had, I felt like I had mastered that, you know, and when, so when I went back and I created that course, um, I felt like I had worked on that for five years and um, just felt like I was ready to teach it, you know, and the, one of the things is, you know, people would point it out like, oh, you're so good at this, like you can manifest money, like it's easy for you. And I realized like, oh, it didn't used to be easy for me. Um, so there, and then, you know, when I, this new process that I do, when I just feel like when it was successful and I could had my own success under my belt, then I felt like I was ready to teach. Mm -hmm. Okay. I like that. Mm -hmm. So earlier you talked about your, your clients and the people you work with, who, who is your ideal client? Um, my ideal client is somebody who wants to double their business without doubling their hours. You know, um, they've had some success. Um, most of my ideal clients have worked really, really hard. And, but they're at the point where there's no more hours in the day to work really hard. Mm -hmm. So it's time to open up and see if there's a different path to doubling their business. Okay. Um, do you, do you work with people at any stages? So let's say someone who's brand new and they are just starting their business. Is that, is that what that person fit in your uh, client profile or are you uh, more focused on people who are uh, more established? I would lo I love working with people who are sort of in the beginning because um, this is what I wish I had in the beginning um, is somebody to help me get really clear on what I wanted so that I wasn't just spinning and trying this out and I was actually felt like I was the path was appearing instead of just trying to find it and so absolutely I work with people at the beginning stages and if you're lucky enough to realize this is, you know, if it's like, oh, I'm starting a business and, and I want some clarity in the beginning, like that's such a gift because I think you can avoid a lot of the stuff that I went through. Mm -hmm. Huh. So what's your why? What, 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 what motivates you? What gets you out of bed every day and keeping uh, moving toward uh, your, your goals, your business goals? Um, so for my clients, it's really to help people like find their way to happy. Um. You know, my clients all come to me because maybe they want to double their business. But what they get after we work together for a while is um, they find this happiness that they didn't is deeper than they ever knew and um, connection to themselves and this confidence. And really, that's my why is seeing people step in and create the life that they want. And that all, you know, creates just like happy every day. Um, seeing my clients grow is really what gets me out of bed jump helps me jump out of bed every day really <laughs> <laughs> so did you always uh were you always clear on your why and uh how did you um how did you figure that out i feel like a lot of people struggle with figuring out what their why is and they you know may jump from one thing to the next thinking this is my why and then they realize after doing it for a while it's not that and they have to dig deeper Mm-hmm. that's a great question uh i think it's shifted and i think for a long time, it was like, it was because um, I didn't want to do something else. You know, it was like, my why was like, because I don't want to work anymore. And I, it was to help people, but it was a different um, sort of energy with it. And I think 
what when I really found my why was when I, you know, I just jumped in and I started doing it and having seeing my clients really deep success that they're experiencing right now is what what strengthens and creates that why. Hmm. Okay. Did you have any failed business ideas? Did you were there anything <laughs> in the past that you had to pivot through? Um I've always like ever since I was probably like 7 or 8 years old I had all these business ideas. Um <laughs> and you know, I was always doing something like I was reselling jewelry at one time that was successful for a little tiny bit. Um I you know, when internet marketing started, I you know, I remember buying a course and I was going to try and sell these things online, but I didn't even understand how to set up the website. <laughs> it was a lot harder 10 years ago, you know? Right. Um, and like I, I failed at a lot of those things. Um, but I just kept going and figuring it out and knowing that like I wanted my dream life. Like I wanted to, to be here, like being interviewed and having a good time and, um, just living the life of my dreams and being able to do what I wanted and make the choices that I wanted to make. Hmm. So one of my previous inter uh, interview guests, you know, he talked a lot about his struggles and, and, uh, you know, he said, you know, I'm, I'm successful now, but I'm by, by no means the smartest person. I'm just very stubborn and I just <laughs> wouldn't give up. <laughs> and, you know, he said that a lot, a lot of times, um, you know, people, they struggle and if things don't work out for them quickly, they, they give up and they give up too soon. And sometimes they give up right before they, they strike gold. Uh, was that, was that your story or is that, um, does that, do you have something, anything to add to that? Do you believe in that? What's your, what's your philosophy on that? I do. You know, I think, um, I definitely am not the smartest person. I don't think, um, there's a lot of things I'm smart in and there's a lot of things when it comes to like business that i that I've really had to learn. And I, I love the stubbornness. I think that's what it is. You know, like I kept going and I kept knowing it was going to work and I kept investing. And even though sometimes I look at some of those investments and I'm like, that was a waste of money. Like I know in some way that brought me closer, right? There was knowledge. And it's so, you know, um, a lot of those, I can see how those lessons actually come back now. Like they make sense. I get what I learned in some of those courses now. Um, but yeah, I think most people usually like they give up too early, you know, and you just got it like you have to make a decision, right? You're in or you're out. Right. And um, if you're in, like you stick with it until it works. So how did you how did you find your coach and what advice would you have for other people who are looking for a coach as to how to vet and find the right person for them? Mm, such a great question. And I have maybe not the most straightforward answer. You know, really, I found my coach because I did my process. Because I got clear, you know, the process that's in double your business, I got very clear on what my intention was and, and the life that I wanted to live. And I started stepping into that. And I started thinking like that person. And she showed up, like she started showing up in my Facebook feed. And um, somebody posted something in this group that like caught my attention. Um, and so I truly believe like, she was led to me, I was led to her because I was I got clear on what I wanted. And all the times before, you know, when I had taken a course and felt like maybe I wasted money, it's like I was I was just trying to like find anything and find the answer. I had no clarity on where I was going. You know, I describe it as like a GPS point. Like if you put, you know, if you put your destination in the GPS, the GPS is going to get whether you have to go through a detour, whether you have to go through whatever. 
like, you know, Siri's going to tell you where to go and get you to that address. But if you just jump in your car and you're like, oh, I think we should go to a restaurant and you don't decide and you don't pick and you just start driving around like, you're, <laughs> you know, you're not likely to get, you know, maybe you just land somewhere, maybe not. And um, that was sort of how I did business. And that was, you know, like I invested in things. I'm like, oh, my gosh, maybe this will get me there. Maybe this will get me there. And the reason it was different this time is that I got clear on where I wanted to go and what my GPS direction was. And, you know, both in the life and the business that I wanted to have and what that looked like. And I started to become the person who had that stuff. And she really just appeared. Hmm. Awesome. Yeah. So what are your what are your primary channels for uh, finding clients? My podcast. Podcast. Okay. Uh, yeah. And I have, I have two podcasts. I have one that I do with my friend. Um, it's called Manifest It Now. And then the Happy Ever After show, um, which you had mentioned listening to earlier. Mm. Um, so my podcast, uh, Facebook, just um, posting on Facebook, interacting on Facebook. And then my books. Awesome. Yeah. I think that's one of the best things I've learned from my mentor is to find one to three um, channels in do them to the best. Don't try and do 10 or 20 and do everything. Just pick one to three things and master it and make sure it's working right. um, and get it working and then just do more of that. Hmm. I like that. Yeah. So what's your opinion on uh, the, the other uh, often talked about uh, debate of whether you find your audience first and then develop a product for them or find a figure out whatever product you want to sell and then figure out where the audience is for that product? Oh, that's a great question. I might have a third. So I think you have to make sure. So you, if you have an idea, you want to make sure it'll sell. Mm -hmm. So you, if you have something that you want to sell, I think you go find the audience. And then I, I think it's, um, it's back and forth. So you have an idea, you go find the audience, sell it first, and then totally develop it. Mm -hmm. okay. Um, and, and again, I learned that from, from my mentor and it was different than I'd ever been taught. You know, I've been taught like you come up with a product and you go create all this stuff and then you go look for the audience for it, right? You find a way to sell it. Well, you have to make sure that what you want is serving somebody who wants to be served is, is solving a problem. And so often in my case, anyway, I had a lot of ideas that weren't solving a problem they were great products they would probably would have helped people but they didn't know it wasn't the problem that they had so they weren't really looking at it in terms of that hmm, right if that makes sense yeah it definitely does okay so what did you have any bad habits that you had to ditch uh <laughs> before you became successful <laughs> um bad habits that i had to ditch you know i think my thought processes like i i tell this story um People probably wouldn't believe it now, but, you know, I used to spend when I was really working on my money mindset and changing the way I thought and I believed about myself and life and what I could and couldn't do. Like, I think I spent about 50% of my day shifting my thoughts, mm. like catching negative ones and choosing, um, choosing the ones that I wanted to have and making a conscious choice. And so that's probably the biggest quote unquote habit that I had to break was, um, just negative thinking and things that would just go through my mind. Okay. I like that. So mm. what are the most common traits that you've noticed in successful internet entrepreneurs? Mm, that's a great question. Um, determination. Um, like, you know, not, you know, if they get knocked down, they definitely get back up. Um, in, in the coaching internet world, I think um, it's being creative 
you know, finding, finding a new way to say something or do something. Um, and really just opening up and being, being open to what, what's possible instead of just always doing it the way that it's been done. Um, but determined, um, creative and the most successful people I think I see, like they have fun while they're doing what they're doing. Uh, you know, they're not just, yeah, they're not just doing it to, to work hard. They, they really enjoy what they're doing and that makes that determination thing even easier. Hmm. So what's, what sort of sacrifices do you think someone, a uh, new entrepreneur, let's say they're listening to this podcast episode, they hear your story, they're like, I want to be like Cassie, I'm going to do this thing, I'm going to become an awesome coach, but I'm, I'm just starting out and I'm new. What sort of sacrifices should they be preparing to make to get to the level of success that you have seen? Mm-hmm. Um, I really like to set the intention that you can do what you want without sacrificing this okay. might not be the answer you were looking for, but no, it's a I think, answer. I think we, um, we, we always think we have to sacrifice. Um, I think you can make choices. I think changing the word, sometimes you make choices as an entrepreneur mm-hmm. that maybe you wouldn't, if you weren't going to, you know, be an entrepreneur, you might choose to go to a conference instead of go on, you know, a quote unquote, uh, you know, like a vacation to the beach. You might choose to use your vacation time while you still have your job to go to conferences, which is something that I did a lot. And so I think you make choices that support where you want to go. Um, but I really love, and, and I would have done more of this. Like I love to get people who are still in their corporate jobs because, you know, I want, to teach people to open up that you don't have to sacrifice everything because the truth is I felt like at a point I was sacrificing everything and it was the worst time in my business. Nothing worked. Hmm. Um, you know, it, I was like so miserable just trying to make it work and sacrificing all my extra time and sacrificing money and sacrificing all this stuff. And it didn't work. It was really when I went back to enjoying my life and choosing my business that, things started to move really fast and to grow. Hmm. I like that. And I, I love the positive spin that you put on sacrifice, you know, it's and because it, you're right. So, I mean, sacrifice, the term in and of itself implies it's hard, it's painful. <laughs> it's something that you, you have to do, but you don't really want to do, but you're, you know, you're, you're saying that you have to make choices, which uh, are, it's true, right? You're just you're mm-hmm. just choosing to do something else, and it doesn't have to always be so um, daunting and, and negative. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I and you know, but I think we we all think that, and you know, if we want to get that success, we have to give up something. And I just I don't think we have to give up everything. Right? Did you ever get to a point where you wanted to quit? Absolutely. Hmm. Um, I mean, there are still days where I'm like, you know what? Could I just you know? They'd be rough. They come few and far between, but there are still days where I'm like, I don't know if I want to learn this new skill or I don't know if I want to like pursue this or this week has been really hard. Um, and yeah, I feel like that's, you know, it happens all the time and I hear it from my entrepreneur friends. Like there are days they still have that. Um, and I definitely wanted to quit at times um, early on. Actually, you know, I think sometimes I want to quit more now. Like the more you grow, the bigger kind of things you deal with. (laughs) (laughs) And, you know, like when I wasn't super successful, nothing was going on. It was like, well, I just keep, you know, trying, you know, keep just, you know, I had a job, so I just kept trying. Um, 
but yeah, I think sometimes I might want to quit more now. And it's, <laughs> again, it's not every day, but <laughs> um, it does it does happen. It lasts about an hour usually. <laughs> <laughs> what do you do to push through that and, and keep yourself motivated and going? You know, sometimes I just give myself a break, you okay. know, go um, really go for a walk. Um, just think about it. Sometimes I'll pull out, you know, client posts or I'll go in uh, the manifest 10 K group and see, you know, who's had success this week and just remind myself that like I, you know, I make a difference and generally like I'm lucky enough at this point to where when I'm feeling that it happens, you know, somebody in my year long group will just like post something totally awesome that's going on in their life. And I just get remembered why I'm doing what I'm doing. Hmm, I like that. That's awesome. Uh, so if you want to master something, what's your process for, for mastering it? Mm, that's a great question. Um, like diving fully into it for a, an amount of time. So I actually do this in my business. So, um, you know, I work with people for three to four days intensively, um, either here or virtu virtually, because I think when we're immersed in something, it's so much easier to take hold. So I'll do the same thing, you know, um, if I'm learning something new, I'll set aside three, four days or however long I think it's going to take. Um, I'll clear my schedule as much as possible and dive into that um, because I just learn better like when it's when I'm just all in it. Hmm. Okay. How do you set aside time for friends and family and uh, balance your you know business life with your personal life? Mm. Um, I schedule it. Okay. Um, is in a lot of time, like I schedule some free time too, but, um, you know, Mondays are uh, family night. I go up to my sister's house and we have dinner and I hang out with my nephew and we watch a show together. We play cards, whatever. Um, and so when something, and, and it's a choice, um, to sort of hold those boundaries that, that, that goes in my schedule, just like our podcast interview, like this interview went in my schedule, right? Mm -hmm. And I don't schedule anything at that time the same as I wouldn't schedule anything if we already had an appointment. Um, and that's really a lot of it. Um, I also, you know, I take Wednesdays off um, so that I have a little free time and flexibility and I actually get to enjoy that I don't have to go to a job every day. So if somebody wants to do something spontaneous or, you know, my mom wants to go spend the night in the mountains for a night, um, she'll call on Tuesday night because, you know, I have she knows I have Wednesday off. <laughs> that's awesome. <laughs> Yeah. And it wasn't, you know, it took me a while to figure that out. But um, so just like leaving that space in your schedule, uh, leaving space for this sort of spontaneity stuff to come up, but also really scheduling in that friends and family time, making an effort. You know, if you haven't seen talk to a friend in a couple of weeks, like put it in your schedule, like half an hour to call them up. That's great. So Cassie, I'm, I'm really glad that you came on the show. I'm, I had a this has been a great conversation. I mean, you're really fun. Uh, I'm sure you're a great coach and I'm, I'm sure your clients get a lot of value from you. Um, before we close out though, I want to know how the baller circle can uh, get in touch with you and learn more about your business. <laughs> they can, uh, which I just want to say before that I love the baller circle. It's awesome. Um, <laughs> they um, can go to live your champagne com and just, you can check more about me there. My books are on Amazon. You can just search Cassie Parks. And then um, you can always check out my podcast, Manifest It Now and the Happy Ever After Show. Awesome. Thanks a lot, Cassie. Really appreciate the time. Thank you so much for having me. It's been a blast. <laughs> no problem. Have a good day. You too.
Thanks for listening to that interview with Cassie Parks from LiveYourChampagneLife.com. I really appreciate the time. That's our show for today. You can check out the blog posts of this episode and other episodes of the Internet Ballers podcast at www.internetballers.com. Thanks for listening to the Internet Ballers podcast. Through our guest stories, you will learn the path to go from struggling entrepreneur to internet baller. We'll see you on the next episode.